recording right now? Yeah. Oh, shoot. I didn't know that. Sorry. You're good. <laughs> Did you not catch our onto our intros? They're all very like us talking as it starts. Yeah, I love it. I you love everything about it. You didn't see it. the live light go up? Oh, yeah. Sorry. And turn. She wasn't like, <laughs> three, two, one. <laughs> Awkward conversation to get started. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Fair. Okay. So this episode six. Six? I think so. Okay. Episode Somehow. six. Um, we're making it happen. We've got a couple more till we hit 10, which was our goal. So we've been doing it for six weeks, which is pretty insane. But Somehow we're top 160 in iTunes. Uh, yeah. Hey. Alex got an email the other day that was like, congratulations. You're like moving up in the ranks. You're in the top 160 fitness um, podcasts on Apple iTunes. Let's I was go. like, that's pretty yeah, cool. Let's go. I'll take that. Yeah. So thank you for being our first guest. Thank well, you so much for having yeah, me. Welcome. <laughs> so happy to be here. To all of our listeners, we are being joined by Taven Morrison. Um, she is our second longest Team Neil competitor client. Um, so thank you for being part of the herd for the long term. Of course. <laughs> um, and so, gosh, I was even going to do like a we haven't been doing introductions because we just assume that the five people that listen to our podcast <laughs> know who we are. And Apparently, there must be more than five. Apparently, there's more than five. Or they're so, just listening to it that many times. Maybe. Just but pushing it up. Either way. So I'm Morgan Neal. I am Alex's wife and the co-host of The Herd Mentality. And this is my co-host, Alex Neal. Hello. <laughs> I am the other co-host. Yes, and he spends very little time of the podcast actually talking. So he's here for the looks. I The looks on the no video podcast. Yes, he's here for the looks and the jokes. And then our lovely guest, Taven Morrison, <laughs> who is currently living in Arizona. Yes. Up here visiting some family. Yep. yep. So what have you been doing on your trip while you've been up here? hiking lots yeah. it's very 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 hot in phoenix at this time so i've been trying to enjoy the outdoors more so than right. i'm able to because you walk outside in arizona right now and it's a it's terrible <laughs> it's just really brutal um yeah just hanging out with family hanging out with friends and you know the usual lifting and yeah you were on a hike yesterday where'd you guys go yeah um we went to white Sulfur Springs, I think it was. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What's the best hike around here? Around here, it's probably past Absorky, but there's a the road is closed right now. So probably because of all the flooding last time. Is summer. that why? Yeah. I've been trying my favorite yeah. hikes are over there and the I was like, I can't take you over there. Sorry. Yeah, the there's a lot of even like cabins in Red Lodge that people still can't get to after all of the flooding because it wiped out all the like access roads. Oh, so I have even no like idea. Yellowstone National Park wasn't open last summer. Like, there's been a bunch of like park entrances that aren't open. I don't know if they're still not open or if it was just last summer, but yeah, I'm sure that okay. probably has something to do with it. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Glad um, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I would have had no idea. I was like, I'm like, I actually you. know. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Well, normally we start with an icebreaker, um, but I figured since this podcast is all about chatting with you and getting our listeners to know Taven. Oh boy. And just We don't have an icebreaker? Team. Well, no icebreaker? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do like a rapid fire set of questions, but I guess I'll do the Well, you have to break the ice before you can just rapid fire someone. 
You were going to rapid fire questions at me? Yes. I was going to ask you to answer a bunch of questions, but I guess I will adjust. Okay. I like this one. Okay. If you could hang out with any cartoon character, who would you choose and why? I already know. I I already know. Do you though? I think I do. Because I'm torn between. Can I have two? Can't you have two? I don't know. You're the you guys are the ones that insisted on the icebreaker. You tell me. Can you have two? Honestly, I think that hanging out with Rick from Rick and Morty would be just insane because he's so smart and just has the weirdest things going on. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that. Have okay. you watched any episodes yet? Yes, I've okay. watched all, all of right, the Rick right. and Morty. That is not yeah, one yeah. I've missed. <laughs> What's your favorite episode? Go. <laughs> I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's the one that I was literally like, wow, they put way too much thought into this. It was the mini-verse and the tiny-verse and that like each little like universe had a little smaller universe that was basically the slave nation <laughs> powering the previous universe. <laughs> but that's why it's such a good show. I was literally just so like, much thought. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's your brain. I just remember it. being like, God, people have way too much time on their hands. <laughs> Either him or Spongebob. I, I figured Spongebob. He's so two polar opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They would both be very interesting, though. Like, so Entertaining to say. Yeah. Yes. yes. What about you, Alex? Hmm. That's a tough one. Considering the amount of, like, cartoons I have stuck in my head. I know. <laughs> I'm not going to say Spongebob, because if we hang out with him, we either have to be underwater. Okay. Or if he's out here, he's going to die. Yeah, see, he's all technical about these. (laughs) Well, actually, this is an opportunity to show off how much of a smart ass he is. (laughs) He's like, I don't want to drown. Or wear an air helmet, like Sandy Squirrel. (laughs) Yeah, you could let you do know who she is. I have, oh my gosh, I have watched some. I just have seen all 13 seasons. So what you're saying is I could be a cow under the sea, like Sandy. For sure. So it's like the Montana version of Sandy. Perfect. Absolutely. Why not? Easy. Okay. The world is your racer. (laughs) No, I'll go Larry Lobster. (laughs) Larry Lobster. (laughs) Um, well, I didn't really grow up with cartoons, so I feel like I can't objectively, like, pick one, I guess, out of the ones that I've watched. (sighs) They're so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I think, I don't know, honestly. They're also... Like dumb humor. I don't know if I could last very long. Who's the least stupidest cartoon character? Come back to me. You're the only one here. (laughs) (laughs) You're the only one left. Hey, it's it's our podcast. I make the rules. Okay. (laughs) Okay. What if we did like anybody from any show? Uh, Anybody from any show? Hands down, I want to hang out with Laura like Gilmore. So from the Gilmore Girls. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Acceptable. Acceptable answer. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. I watch them because Alex watches them and I try to not Subject monopolize to the, the TV. No, I mean, there's some that are entertaining, but like overall, I can't, <laughs> I don't enjoy every episode. Like there's, yeah. there's like usually one or two episodes and I'm tapped out for like entertainment. Like it's just not... It's just not me, but he feels the same way about all the shows I watch. So we're kind of at odds with that. Yeah. 
If I watch another cop show, everybody, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to say that all the time, and we're still watching cop shows, and you still haven't lost it. I'm getting close. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, since we're not rapid firing these, I guess we'll just talk about them. Well, you can rapid fire them now. Oh, because are we warmed up? I think, I think the I, ice has, has been broken, yes. Yeah. Okay. We're as warmed up as we're probably going to be. <laughs> it's hot in here. It's not that hot in here. I, I don't like when you guys put me in the middle of it. <laughs> I'm like really sitting in the middle. <laughs> Why do you think we put you in the middle? Yeah. <laughs> I love attention. <laughs> okay, so what do you do for work? I'm an accountant right now. I'm kind of like a contractor but i'm fully employed i work for this company and then they lend me out to other companies so i'm fully remote right now so that's why i'm able to come back to montana for and, weeks on end yeah you just go wherever i want it's kind of awesome but and working from home <laughs> is that your like preferred situation or is it been an adjustment because you weren't always working from home so yeah i think it's hard because it has its pros and cons for sure um if you're like hey do you want to go back to the office i'd say hell no but <laughs> it's hard as far as like the social aspect of it yeah um i don't talk to a lot of people during the day and yeah. so it's just like oh i'm alone in my apartment all day so i still think that's better than going Wanting. every day but <laughs> or just even like hating the fact like not liking your coworkers yeah. and having to be around them and subjected to them every day yeah, yeah. i get that I think it's a lot easier with bodybuilding and prepping food, doing your laundry, all the chores that you have going along with it. It's amazing. Well, and just feeling like things are less under the microscope because I know you were saying there was a gal at your old office in particular that was constantly like making comments about nutrition and diet and all this stuff. And I, I get it at my office too of just like people just don't understand what it takes and they don't. Because they have no desire to, like, implement any sort of discipline, they make such a big deal about the fact that you, like, show a shred of discipline to them. Like, yeah. And the discipline they're seeing is just such a small version of what is the rest of your, like, the outside life for you, too. And it's like, you just have no idea. Like, (laughs) you think the fact that I bring a lunch every day is, like, discipline. Like, never mind the fact we haven't talked about the fact that my choice of food has not changed for months but like it just blows your mind that i can capably prep food and bring a lunch yeah and not eat the donuts in the break room like yeah people are so impressed by the little things in the office it's (laughs) insane but yeah it's nice to eat my chicken and rice in peace without anybody commenting judging yeah everything that's super nice you're eating that again yeah oh good for you oh so good that's my least favorite there's one gal in our office that calls everybody kid like uh, she's like and she's she's in her 50s so i don't necessarily like it's whatever but she even calls like the people that she's been working with since they were i mean since she was 30 she calls them kids too and they're yeah. like the same age and so it's just like you call me kid and then you tell me good job for eating your food you brought i'm like yeah i don't need your Obviously, people are just, I don't know how we ended up there, but they're just a whole different animal with their wake up, go to work, sit on their butt all day. And and I heard an interesting statistic the other day that 85% of Americans right now are unengaged at their job. Yeah, I believe that. 
I'm one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, don't call out like that. <laughs> However, I'm also like looking for ways to change that, right? Instead of just being like complacent with that. But the yeah. fact that I would say probably my guesstimate on that would be like 70% of those 85 yeah. are like totally fine being yeah. unengaged it's just weird they're just content with it yeah yeah i don't know they just live for the weekend yeah so interesting it's just sad it's a little sad but. yeah okay so quick question when you hear the word like dream do you think fantasy or goal it's like if Ooh. some yeah Ooh. you didn't warn me about this no i didn't <laughs> um dream I don't know. I would say maybe a little bit of both, but also a fantasy that's not too out of reach, yeah. maybe. So, yeah. like, it's something that's possible and gotcha. doable and a really big goal, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like to think of it as, like, the fantasy or, like, the dream is that, like, end goal or kind of right. like the big picture. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about goals. And that was something that they had mentioned. And I was like, that's actually a really interesting way to think about like goals and dreams. Like, is it unobtainable fantasy or is it quite literally a goal? In which case you should change your word to my goal is to work this schedule. My goal is to have this job instead of, oh, wouldn't it be a dream if, yeah, you know, like something that's attainable and yeah. you can work towards. Yeah. Yeah. Or just to even, I, I don't like using the word manifest. But to like, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. to actually like work towards the the goal or the vision that you see for yourself rather than just like a straight fantasy of the unattainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with you, Alex. Don't let your dreams be dreams. I also like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Do it. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Yeah. So th- that's who I think of. I think of Shia LaBeouf when I think of dreams. <laughs> oh, that wasn't one of the options, but okay. Well, <laughs> what's that from? You've never seen that before. No, what's it from? Don't even look at me because I I haven't either. I don't know what you're what's it from. What? You guys haven't Are seen that before. He has a dream day. I was like, I'm like, other than I mean, his baby is out of a Transformers. Oh Disturbia. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I'm putting this on right now. Oh boy. Oh my god. Just do it. You guys haven't seen that before. <laughs> Maybe once you pull it up, I'll be like, oh okay. He's like he's like standing in front of like a green screen, just like screaming at you. Oh, do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. No, I have not. Cracks me up. Just do it. It's a meme for everything. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it. The dreams are true. I've never never seen this before. I haven't seen the full thing like that. I've just seen that. Just do it. Really? Yeah. Nothing is impossible. (laughs) I feel hyped, though. You can get to the point or anyone else would quit, and you're not going to stop there. All right. No, what are you waiting for? Do it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love that. Yep, I've I just think, seen the memes. I yeah. love the energy he's bringing, that's yeah. for sure. Well, I think of that from one, because he's correct. What are you saying? Gets you hyped up, too, a little bit. And two, it's a meme. <laughs> so it's right up there by my alley, so... 
I think I should it's listen to that nice. before every lift. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, John. At some point, YouTube is just going to start sending you notifications. Yeah. like, hey, you haven't watched your video yet today. <laughs> Incredible. All right. So pulling off of that, what is your dream vacation destination? Somewhere you absolutely want to go and are like driven to make happen something. Oh, Probably Australia, okay. just because mm-hmm. I had always wanted to go there. I had plans to travel abroad my junior year of college, mm-hmm. and then my coach was like, you're failing your team. So I'm like, kind of just want to go there just to be... Fulfill that. Just to yeah. fulfill that. I never got to do it. So I think, yeah, somewhere in Australia, I think the Golden Coast is where I was going to go. Um, Which is like Sydney and Perth and that, or... Brisbane. Brisbane, right, okay. If anybody's from Australia, <laughs> so sorry if I'm butchering this. I have no idea. Okay. But that sounds right. Okay. That's all I know. I don't I know where Australia is, but I don't know what where the I am coast so is. geographically challenged that I can't You don't remember all the maps we made in elementary school? I try not to. <laughs> I've wiped elementary school. David and I went to the same elementary school until second grade, and I swear... Fourth grade. Was it fourth? Yeah. I thought you... I left for fifth and sixth. Oh, okay. I could have... That makes more sense, because the maps were definitely, like, fourth and fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we... Our <laughs> little tiny county school, which... God bless them. They're awesome. They had this thing with maps, man. Yeah, I do. And to the to a certain extent, like I'm super grateful for it because sometimes I talk to people who like don't even know where certain states in the United States are, right? Like sometimes you talk to people and you're like, "How did you never learn general geography? Like you don't know that Utah is next to Nevada? Like how do you not know that?" Yeah. <laughs> but then there's like things that I don't. I purposely blocked out of my brain, like Bolivia. Yeah. I have no idea where I, I well, can point to the general right? area where it's at, but like <laughs> I can't tell you what shape it is. Well, that's it's shaped me like as a well. country. Yeah. So do you get to an answer? <laughs> oh, there's the look. <laughs> there's the question. <laughs> Am I supposed to join? <laughs> so do I get to what? <laughs> do you get to answer these questions as well? Are yeah. you gonna tell me? Yeah. Okay. Um, my dream vacation is um Actually, well, Alex and I have talked about it a lot, but um, I really want to go to Scotland. Mm. And that was actually something we've talked about a lot. Like we both kind of decided at some point that that's somewhere we really wanted to go. Um, But I also would really, and it's such a hype right now because everyone's going there, but I think it'd be really cool to go to like Italy Mm -hmm. and do like some of the museum type stuff where it's all very like, I mean, that's where a lot of art and all that came from and just the sculptures and all of that. And I don't know, in some ways, I look at some of that as like a tribute of where bodybuilding came from. So it'd be kind of cool to go see some of that. Yeah. Um, But I think like if I had to pick one, like if we could only ever make one happen, I would want to do like a month in Scotland. Yeah. And just so that we could literally like rent a car and like rent little Airbnbs and literally see the whole country and yeah. just do it. But so um, they there's it's it's such a small country, but there's just so much to go see. So I think that would be really cool to do. Um, but yeah, what about you, Alex? I mean, I know Scotland, but are there any others? Italy, super hot right now. Super hot. Super hot. Is it any particular reason? <laughs> No, I mean, just, like, there's so many people there right no, now. No, no, I mean, but, like, is that, like, you want to go to Italy because it's super hot or because, like, 
I'm just making a general statement. I would I would agree with Scotland. Okay. He's got he's got answer the question, but okay. Yep. I asked if there's anywhere else he wanted to go, and you said Italy. It's super hot right now. Everyone's there. Yep. Which tells me you <laughs> are looking at your phone and not paying attention to the question. I was paying attention. No, I blame Scott. Um, <laughs> anywhere else besides Scott, Scotland, Italy? Not really. Nowhere in Asia. I feel like. Feel like China would maybe Japan. You like sushi? Japan could be cool. Japan, Japan would be cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. But nice. The real dream trip nice. would be Hawaii. Nice, <laughs> nice. Oh nice. uh, yeah, I take that back. If I had enough money to make Hawaii like a nice vacation, probably. Yeah, that would be cool too. It's just a bummer that none of it's all inclusive, so it's just it's so not. expensive. Yeah, most oh, yeah, of the hotels really are like not. All inclusive. Whereas, like Mexico, you can go yeah, Mexico's on so a cheap dip. dime because cheap. everything and and honestly, a lot of those, a lot of the hotels have some sort of affordable inclusive package for, for like sure. food. And we don't necessarily drink a ton, so it's not even what we. That's not even what we would look forward to. Like maybe we eat 50. a lot, and it would be really nice to like not spend four times the amount we do on groceries in a week for a. Five day trip. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. <laughs> but gotcha. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite thing to train? Like, what is your favorite? <laughs> Honestly, I don't really train it that much, but my back. I really like my back. I like the rows. I like all that stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. You like because you like the movement. You like the way you feel. You like. Yeah, I just feel like I get the most like pump out of it. <laughs> like I feel the most accomplished. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. My I so let me rephrase that. I would agree that I feel the most accomplished, like pump wise, after a back after like an upper body or a back day, yeah. for sure. But I still really like training legs. So yeah, I would say the aftermath of legs isn't as pleasant. <laughs> it's more of will I survive for tomorrow and less of like God, look at my palm. <laughs> yeah, it's more of like oh, I feel sick. Yeah. <laughs> Like, can I walk? I don't want to. <laughs> Just kidding. Not really. But. Do I ask for a piggyback to the car yeah. or can I make it myself? You guys can always switch to figure. There's always nah, time. Nah, nah, nah. No. <laughs> You'd be good at figure. I'm no, I wouldn't. Yeah, you I feel would. like with how tall you are, you like, crush it. Yeah. yeah. Don't you need more of an upper body presence? You can build that. I don't have that. You can build it. But I got a booty. You can, but that's the thing. Like that's bodybuilding, right? Like you don't have to do bikini just because you're tall and you have a booty. Like if you wanted to do figure because you like working out back and shoulders, then this is that's true. something. If I listen that, to you because you even said that you feel like you want to keep like the knot, so you want to keep the feminine side, kind of. Uh, yeah, for me maybe. particularly, I feel more feminine when I'm not super blocky up top. Should yeah, be. yeah, yeah. I don't know. However, I do love looking muscular yeah so i think that's kind of the caveat like i like the balance that's in like bikini or um wellness as far as like upper body lower body and like the conditioning i think what deters me the most from figure is a my off season i'd have to get very bulky right like as far as like building the muscle that i need to be competitive because it's a more muscular division but i think b would be i like you kind of get dialed in and down. And I just don't personally don't love 
the fully striated quad look yeah. on women. I think the women that do it look great, but if I had to do that, I don't think I would enjoy the process, and I don't think I would like the way I looked. Yeah, because they have to drop body fat even more. So yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because I mean, I like even if you wanted to go from bikini to figure and be competitive, like in order to have striated quads, you got to have way less body fat than like bikini would. Like right, right. I yeah, mean, you still sure. want to be low body fat for bikini, but. For figure, you want to be able to pose to the point where you have feathering on your quads and yeah. show each, like, your teardrop and all that. So, yeah. What about you, Alex? What's your favorite thing to train? I'd say a tie between legs and back because I would say most guys don't love to train their legs or most people in general. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I get the most It's like almost like an honor badge by being like, yeah. I crushed it and I liked it. And I'm going to do it again. Yeah. 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 And when you wear your short shorts and people <laughs> think that your legs are huge, it's kind of nice. <laughs> I can attest to that as well. Yeah. It's a nice feeling. Yeah. <laughs> but I, sure. I would have to say, like, probably back just because of how much I've recently brought it up and okay. how much I've been able to really connect with it. Yeah. I think that's a big thing, too, is, like, it's easier to like the things that you're good at yeah, and that you connect with. So like that has maybe changed for you as you've been able to develop more of that mm. form and function and connection. Mm. Yeah. Um, whereas like if you don't ever really feel a certain exercise when it comes up yeah. on your thing, you're like, oh, it's wasted energy. I just don't like it. I will say that's true. I started liking legs way more when I started training the right way the right way and the, the line yeah, hamstrings i hated them and yeah like, okay they burn yeah so and we're in the right way right yeah. like all of a sudden your back doesn't hurt yeah, yeah. Your lying hamstring curls for like 10 sets of 30 you're like oh my gosh this is so nice i feel my actual hamstrings like yeah if i see if i see anybody prescribe an athlete sets of 100 lateral raises every day <laughs> Gonna, oh yeah i'm gonna lose it yeah Yikes. yeah that's insane <laughs> what is your favorite shoe to train in favorite shoe yeah Ooh. so yeah i used to be a converse girl now i'm no longer a converse girl i'm a vans girl because i actually went back to the the converse just because they were all, I, I didn't have my Vans with me for some reason, and I didn't like them as much. Yeah. So now right. I'm a flat top, white, high top Vans girl. Yeah. You you like your white high tops, though, regardless of Converse or Vans. Were your, your Converse weren't high tops, were they? Were they? they were. Oh. Yeah. But if I'm doing upper body, I'll just throw in some, on some, like, Adidas Regular shoes. Yeah, yeah. Regular tennis shoes. Yeah. So you just run errands in or whatever. I won't yeah. wear them all the time. Gotcha. But, yeah. yeah, I was on the white high top train for a while there. Um, with my like $25 pair of knockoff whatever's I bought off Amazon and I wore them until the soles started to like peel away from oh, yeah, from the shoe because <laughs> they were like 20 bucks. So I did oh. not expect them to last very long. Well, like where your toe bends, right? The rubber started pulling away from yeah. the shoe. No, I was going to ask how high are the high tops? Like how, how do you I have them here. If you how do you them. squat with those? They're not that. Well, she doesn't tie it around her ankle. Okay. Well, the, that part it's, is it's a non-issue. It's a non-issue. Okay. Uh, you tie the ties below the two spots that create the high top loop. When I when I think of like the high tops, I'm thinking like my high top like Under Armour cleats I had in college. No, freaking 
No, no. I wore them when we trained. No, 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 no. They're uh, like to her ankle bone, like to that little nub at the side of your ankle. They're not exactly high top. Okay. They're I mean, high they top. High top is relative. Yeah, yeah. High, they're high okay. top bands, like if you're talking about like fashion sneakers. Gotcha. High top versus. Yeah, I'm I honestly just think they're kind of cute. I also <laughs> that's that's why I got them because I well because yeah. I remember I asked you if you liked wearing them because I was like I think they're cute and I was looking for something that was a little bit more flat supportive for like yeah. a leg day because I was struggling to find tennis shoes that didn't like yeah. that my foot felt supported in um, but yeah so now I switched when those kind of gave out because I asked Alex I was like should I buy new ones what should I do. He's like, well, you need more quads. So my suggestion is to go buy some power lifters. And then, so that's what I did. Good old Olympic lifting quads. So I have, yeah, I have heel elevated Adidas power lifting shoes. And then I wear, I wear those on like quad day. And then I just go barefoot with socks on the gym for, for every other leg day that I have. Um, Which is the only other days I'm at the gym. (laughs) (laughs) Neither here nor there. (laughs) But yeah, so I either go barefoot or I wear my my Olympic lifting shoes. You don't wear socks. Sorry, I wear socks. I wear socks. I don't. Go That's barefoot. an important distinction. It's a very important distinction. You're right. I'm not a weirdo. I don't walk around the gym with my bare feet. <laughs> I just don't wear shoes with my socks okay, on non leg day on non quad day. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, sorry. I do not go barefoot. <laughs> it's the visual image I have. For that. <laughs> I appreciate no. that. Yeah. What is your favorite lifting shoe? Oh, that's, I do the same thing. Did you steal it from me? Is that yeah. why you started with yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought it was weird that you didn't wear shoes. Um, half well, the time. I, it's well. I mean, I I typically would just like walk around in my slides. Yeah. For the most part, um, I I used uh, Olympic shoes in college because we did a bunch of hand cleans and stuff. So we always did like a bunch of Olympic lifts or front squats. So I always felt like I needed like more ankle flexibility because mine sucks. So yeah. So you stole it from me. Stole it from you. I stole it from you. I stole it from you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, yeah. It's a, I think, I, I don't know. I just feel more connected. Yeah. To stuff like if I don't have to wear shoes, I, I don't really see the point. Yeah. I think I stole it from you because I was having issues with my feet cramping in different shoes. Yeah. And so because I need more quads, I was like, well, on quad day, I'll use my, I'll wear lifters to help my heel be elevated and everything. Yeah. And then I think the other thing too was, I mean, when most of the stuff that I'm doing is machines and not squats, it's like, well, it doesn't really matter which shoe I wear. So I might as well just not wear any. I mean, to an to an extent. I mean, if you're doing, still doing like a leg press or something, yeah, I barefoot those. You do? Yeah. How is you weirdo? I do because I, um, I like so for me particularly because my feet are so flexible from dance. I like to be able to feel my feet and spread them out and really focus on like lifting my toes in a heel dot like for glute dominant leg press i literally lift my toes off the machine and i can't do that if i'm in regular shoes interesting Hmm. so the key to glute growth you're telling me potentially yeah is to have really good feet yeah well and like i mean with dance and everything like obviously certain types of dance require certain shoes but 
um, like with everything that we'd ever do barefoot, it's really helpful for like any, anything you talk about as far as like a foundation and dance technique is like grounding yourself through the floor right? and like keeping your balance that way. And so, especially because a lot of my movements, especially when they're um, unilateral, so like single leg, everything, mm-hmm. it requires a lot of stability for me. And then with my hips, like it just makes me feel so much more stable if I can really focus on like where my foot is connected to the floor and grounding that way. And then I set my leg stability wise from there of like, okay, there's where my foot is and my knee needs to be here and my hip sits here. So, I mean, it's, it's a natural thing for me, but that truly is my process. Like when I get set up for like a glute kickback on the cable machine or something is like making sure my hips are twisted the right way and level because they do have a tendency to flip just from flexibility and loss of tissue and stuff. Um, But yeah, it just helps with me feeling like I'm grounded and stable. Whereas if I'm in like a soft bed and shoe, I, I feel really like wobbly. Interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. But insightful. Thank you. <laughs> I think, I think we have to make the title of this secret to glute growth. <laughs> secret to glute growth. Well, we haven't really, I mean, that's the only thing we've featuring Taven. featuring Taven and Morgan. <clears throat> um, okay. Uh, what is your best or favorite bodybuilding memory? Wow. You, yeah, you didn't prepare me for these. No, I Honestly. Didn't. Aren't you happy we broke the ice before we did this? <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> she's so lost on that. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't know. I feel like I had a good show in Denver just because I, for the first time, had competed with people that I actually knew and had friends backstage. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun as far as, like, just having support and yeah. having people around. Um, I felt like I was pretty lean. I wasn't that for sure not the best physique I've ever had, but I was feeling good about myself, and it was a fun little travel thing. The crowd wasn't too big, so that was nice. <laughs> it was right in the middle of COVID. Yeah. You know, Morgan did this show in 2020. So it was it was my introduction to whether or not it was worth pursuing hardcore for me. <laughs> Mostly because I had shitty prep. Yeah. I had Jardia for the first six weeks of my 12-week prep. No coach. That was a rough go for Morgan, for sure. It's a rough go. But honestly, I... Sign up for a 12-week supplement boot camp and then halfway (laughs) through get Jardia. Yeah, yikes. Supplement boot camp. Yeah, it was was by that chick that, I don't know, it was like OxyShred. No. What? No. I think you got like a bunch of supplements for this chick. And no. she gave you like a workout program and stuff. No, must have been somebody else. Oh, sorry, <laughs> other way. My apologies. I mean, I did like a fit in five week challenge back in like May of 2018 after I graduated college, but that was the only time I ever had a program written for me other than my other coach. So maybe that's what you're thinking. Maybe. Something like that. It was definitely not for that show, but I have done one of those. I feel like, yeah. Mostly because I need an excuse to get back in the gym. And I was like, if I pay for this, I will go do it. Yeah. Yeah. Accountability. Mm -hmm. And it'll get you. Yeah. But yeah, I just feel like bodybuilding is really lonely if you don't have people. And so it was really nice to get like prep with you. I know you didn't feel like that was a. I honestly feel like we prepped <laughs> more together in this last show we did. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because we were Snapchatting every morning yeah. on cardio and yeah, 
it wasn't necessarily like phone calls and training sessions. It was literally like, how are you doing today? I'm yeah. good. How are you? Good. Hey, I'm really fucking struggling today. <laughs> hey, me too. Like, yeah. We were embracing the suck together. So that was we were, fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was maybe one or two in there that I was like, if Alex chews any louder, I think I'm going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Just sitting on the couch, just like chopping away at food and I'm eating my tiny little chicken. I'm like, yeah. I'm so frustrated <laughs> but that was such a beautiful physique you brought that oh, show thank you. yes um yeah we're at 235 days on our snapchat streak but yeah way. we're a big yeah. deal we're a big deal <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious what it's gonna say when we hit 365 like does it start as like no, a it year doesn't. no it just keeps it counting just keeps the days going. yeah You're, this is the longest snapchat snapchat streak i've ever had with anyone so, really yeah own yeah. snapchats me or me and my that's friend not true <laughs> four year we lost a four year oof yeah Sad day. That is a sad day. It was like 1700 or 1800 oh, wow. or something. Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. It's, <laughs> she would like log <laughs> that when you're literally just committed for the number. You're like, she no, don't even have, have service. And I would log into her Snapchat and Snapchat myself. Like, it was <laughs> ridiculous. But it was funny. That's Anyways, <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite memory? Um, I would have to say, honestly, this last show that I did has been my, I think. So for me, the show day was a little weird because we were just sitting in the audience until... It was a weird show. It was a weird show. A and part of it's because the backstage was so tiny that they could only have, like, yeah. the upcoming group back there at a time. So we couldn't all just hang out there. So I feel like the actual, like, show day was not as memorable for me as, like, Denver was because right. we were actually, like, backstage chatting and stretching and pumping. And you and I competed in different divisions this time. So that was like less time that we got to hang out backstage together. And so I think as far as like, I think the biggest thing for me was in my open category placing second. Yeah. And I don't know, like I wasn't necessarily expecting first and I, I'm not mad about placing second. I definitely thought that if I'm I pissed. I'm <laughs> pissed. Yeah. I thought that if I if I, I just had this feeling that if I placed first against my my class, I would place second in the like the overall because one of the other girls that was in one of the other classes, I saw her backstage and I was like, "Girl blew it out of the water. Like she just yeah. has the great physique." Well, the interesting thing is she took second to the girl I took second to. So that was kind of one of those moments for me of like look, it's anybody's game. Yeah. It's about so much more than what you saw backstage as they were walking, right? Like yeah. just because she's got good quad definition and a big old booty does not mean that she's got the posing or, you know, just some of that kind of stuff. So that for me was like the trigger of like, stop comparing yourself to everybody else. This is for you. And I just, in some ways I was expecting to do well because I felt like we brought a good package, but I wasn't expecting to do that well. Yeah. I guess that if yeah. that makes sense, mostly because I didn't know I was trying to really keep my expectations of how people were going to show up yeah. of like, well, I could be the most conditioned one there and I could show up and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, who's this cow on stage? Because everybody else is trying to this shit and she's still <laughs> pretty soft. Um, but it's big it, was, cow, it was just uh, <laughs> Alex would have liked it. <laughs> he would have loved it. Um, I just felt very accomplished of like I did that. And that yeah. was the hardest thing I've ever done. And just reflecting back on, like, my off-season was the hardest stage I think I had ever been through at that point of mm -hmm. just getting up to such a high body fat and just having to pull back from so far. 
Like that's the heaviest I've ever weighed. It's the quote unquote fattest I've ever been. Like, yeah. granted, I had way more muscle on my body than any other times that I had been thicker in body fat. So that's where the, you know, the higher body weight comes in. However, I just felt very like, okay, it was worth it. And I did what I came, I did, I did what I came here to do, which was to prove to myself that I can be competitive in wellness. Cause I did bikini to that same show because I wasn't sure. Right. Like the whole time I'm like, my legs aren't big enough. I'm not going to be competitive. There's just, there's just no way. Like I'm just not big enough, but I'm committed and I want to get down to a show weight so that I have somewhere to build on. So we're just going to do it, get experience, get compared. And then to take second, I was like, holy shit. Okay, maybe my legs are bigger than I'm giving them credit for. Like maybe I don't see myself the way that everybody else sees me. So that was just a really fun moment for me. But yeah. What was your heaviest again? I was 172 was my heaviest. And I was 172. Like it was not a good look. 172 oh my baby. gosh. I was at the point where I was looking at buying another new set of pants for work because nothing. Okay, but let's just like, clarify you weren't looking fat by any means no here's the deal i still a fit person i looked fit ish i looked way better in clothes than i did naked let's just put it that way that's when you know (laughs) i I was the definition of like I had a clothed beach body. Like anyone that saw me was I look good in a giant sweatshirt. (laughs) I look good as long as my pants have a little bit of compression around the tummy and I wear a baggy enough shirt that I don't see the roll underneath my bra. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I look way better in clothes than I did naked. That is for sure. But you're not that far off from that right now. And you look way better. Oh, I know. Yeah. I Trust me, this whole like this whole reverse diet and my mentality through it has been an interesting shock to me because I knew it was going to be hard. I didn't understand how hard. And I don't know. I think a lot of it has to do with all the hormone stuff that we've been trying to figure out. Like I've been in the dumps. I've been like so, so horrible to myself. My inner critic has just been like out there basically telling me I'm a fat piece of shit because I don't look like I did when I was on stage. Like, just horrible, horrible self-talk. And to be honest, like, looking back at it, I'm like, you know, I learned a lot, A, about what expectation I should have post-show. B, I had nothing really goal-oriented set up after the show. So I it felt like I just hit a cliff. and just, Post-show blues. Yeah, for okay. sure. And it wasn't even so much just the show. Like that same month, like right around there, a week or two after the show, I took my last licensing exam for work. I was traveling, like all these like weddings that we had lined up just were in that same month. And so all these trips that we'd been kind of looking forward to and seeing friends and all this stuff, at the end of April, it was just all gone. Yeah. Every every single thing that I had like taken steps to achieve was just gone. And it was one of those where it's like, well – there's no show coming up soon. Like we've, we talked about it a long time ago, like, yep, I'm going to do the show. And then we're going to take some time, grow, stay leaner. So we don't have so far to pull back, like just all these things. And so, because there's no like, okay, by this day, we want you to look like this or have, you know, be at this X calories and this X body weight, right? You can't really put those kinds of framework around a reverse. Like you kind of just have to adjust as the body adjusts. That was really hard for me because I got into such a, um, 
I've been talking to Alex a lot about like masculine and feminine energy. And so like your masculine energy is very like linear and pinpointed and very like regimented and scheduled, mm-hmm. whereas feminine is much more flow. And so I got very in my masculine energy during that prep, like basically. So from like last December until the end of May, I was just like, go, go, go. Here are the things that need to be executed. Let's go do it. And I almost like I got done with that. And I feel like my brain just like had a crisis of what the fuck? Like (laughs) there's no, there's nothing to put this. You've just drilled into your masculine energy and there's nowhere to put, to put it now. And so it's been a lot of self-reflection time of like, okay, there needs to be more balance in my brain and how I approach things and almost in the sense of giving myself grace. Right. So it's not so much about like execution or like goals, but just being able to give myself grace around things like, yeah, you're going to gain some body fat because you're supposed to like a reverse diet does not mean weight loss. Like, yeah, that can be a side effect for people who have been chronically under eating and their bodies are finally being fueled, but it's a side effect. It's not the main objective. And so as soon as I started reframing my thoughts around the idea that it's like the body fat is good because that's how we build some muscle. You can't sustain muscle and build when your body's in like depleted crisis. Like we've got to get these hormones figured out and that's been super stressful on my mental side too. So in some ways, like that has been a little bit like, I'm just starting to try to let that go. Right. Because it, I was letting myself get a little too consumed with it. Probably like June, all <laughs> June, yeah. pretty much June and yeah. part of July. Yeah. And I'm kind of at that point where I'm like, oh, I've got some doctor's appointments coming up. We've gotten some medication adjusted. So like, there's a chance that this is on the up and we're just going to roll with it because there's no like I have to keep reminding myself there's no show date there's no like yes it's crappy to feel like crap but it's not like we have to have this like drilled down tomorrow because prep starts next week like yeah there's no pressure there's no rush like let your body take its time figure out what's going on get it adjusted and go from there so yeah but I forgot where we were going with this but bodybuilding (laughs) memories yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're the same person. I keep saying it. And yeah. I yeah, we were all a lot of the same shit and like right at that time. And Alex is probably sick of our he's like, I'm not your therapist, you guys. Which is why we keep doing it to each other. Like, hey, I saw this. I really needed to hear it. I hope it helps you too. <laughs> yeah. 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 What about you, Alex? What's your favorite bodybuilding memory? You guys competing. I mean, that, that was probably um, my favorite. Yeah. That was fun to have a coach there. For sure. It was fun to actually coach people that give two shits about what I listen yeah. to or what I say. So yeah. what you listen to. <laughs> what I listen to, yes. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, so <laughs> now that we've gotten through all the rapid fire questions that did not that was rapidly. Rapid fire. <laughs> the rapid fire. No, remember I changed it. Those were the ones that I had as rapid oh, okay. fire, right. but now we're just okay. expanding and chatting. Um so how have you, how did you get started in bodybuilding? Because you played soccer in college. Yeah. So I've, I've been playing sports since I was just a wee little, little child. Little nugget. Yeah. So I was always super competitive. And when I got out of college, I was like, what? What do I do? What do I do? How do I push myself? How do I inflict pain on myself? Been there. <laughs> Um, I tore my ACL my junior year of college, and so they told me I couldn't run anymore, 
So I really started to love weightlifting at that time because it's really all I could do to, you know, solve rehab is. Um, and so after, first of all, good. Don't ever run. Ever <laughs> I know I used to love running. I don't know why <laughs> now that I'm training strength training. I'm like, why did I ever like running? <laughs> Weird. Um, Damn soccer players. <laughs> but my older sister had this, this coach in Washington and she was like, I guess I didn't realize that's how you got started. With yeah. Me. Yeah. So she had her as a coach and I was like, this is a goal I have because I don't know what else to do. It started out as a goal to just compete, didn't know anything about it. So then I told my sister about it and she's like, oh, well, I'm trying to like get out of this contract. Will you take it over? And she does bodybuilding. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's literally how I got into my first show and how I met my first coach. Um, and so I literally just took over my older sister's contract oh. and I, just, yeah, I was, uh, I, she was, she was a good coach with the fact that she, um, had me track my food at first and kind of see where I was at. And we didn't start cutting till maybe like six months after I started working. With yeah. Her. So yeah, at first it was totally just like a bucket list. I'm going to do it once I'm done. It will push myself and yeah. Then, Kind of your way to get back in in tune with working out and figuring out what you love about it and staying active. And then it turned into, no, I actually just love this. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely not to be continued, but it was. So here we are. (laughs) And so rolling into that, you've had other coaches before Alex. So yes, um, you've had two other coaches, right? Yes. Okay. So tell us a little bit about how that experience is different and how only one of those coached you through shows though right yeah the other ones was more of like the last two years I didn't compete and that's kind of where I was in that weird that second coach and yeah kind of in that weird like kind of yeah it's a weird time of my life um (laughs) but I remember yeah just the experience with Diana was my first coach she was super smart super insightful um, it was really lonely because I didn't know anybody yeah. in the sport and it was really hard. And I just kind of like the thing I didn't like was she didn't explain like a ton to me okay. as because I was so ignorant on the sport. Yeah. She would just give me a protocol you, and you I only would know do what it. you know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like now knowing what I know about shows and competing and all that. I feel like I would have liked to have done my research before <laughs> just <laughs> throwing myself into that. Yeah. Um. But she was super smart. She would look at my body and say, are you about to start your period? And I'd be like, yep. And she would just know, like, what you would look like. So she was actually an IFBB pro herself. Um, But so I worked with her. And then I had moved to Arizona. And my sister was friends with the Bears from Bear Aesthetics. And so that's how I I was going to say the Chicago Bears. I think that's pretty broad. (laughs) Um, but yeah, the bear, the bear aesthetic. So I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be part of a team. I want to be around people. So, um, I do feel like you got that. Not really. No, I just feel like I was personally was not in the best headspace at the time. And I, yeah, no, I, I only worked with them for a year. Um, the difference in trading was, a lot night and day (laughs) it was night and day um yeah it feels like so long ago i'm trying to think 
I mean, it was over a year. I mean, you've been working with Alex for a little bit over a year. But yeah. Yeah, just about a year. Yeah. Was it last fall? Or was it? Yeah, it started was it was the end of August, I think. Yeah. They did um they did straight macros. That was a way that was different. Do you have a preference? Like, do you like doing that? Because that's something I mean, Alex could probably give people macros but in his mind yeah it's just easier to do a meal plan but like yeah i think you like that for me i'm working on this balance thing right (laughs) i think for me in like a deep prep or like no a cutting phase i want the meal plan just for like the structure and Uh, knowing like this is what i'm eating this is and i can plan and do all that just the being able to follow the prescription and know that like i have executed to my best of my ability there's no guesswork there's no yeah it could be 20 calories off but who cares yeah and i feel like that the first show i the first and second show i did um were meal plans and i feel like i looked way better than than my how many shows have i done four than my denver one because she had me on macros then gotcha um and so i just feel like i my body responds better to to the consistency and all of that, yeah. Because I'm not going to say, like, I cheat, but I will be more lenient if you give me the macro option, mm-hmm. probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, you want to fit what's ever in there, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, so if I can fit a brownie in yeah. my macros, you're damn right I'm going to fit the brownie, but that's probably not the nutrition my yeah, body needs. it's got needs. carbs and fats, dude. Yeah. Like, we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that for that type of stuff, I like meal plans. But if it's my off-season um, – I will like to like be able to sub things if I need to, yeah. like sushi. Like I want to be able to be able to still track that and be yeah. on track and not feel like I like have a cheat meal. Right. It's more of like uh-huh. it just fits in yeah. there yeah. and I can move on with my life with the amount of calories that I'm supposed to be eating. That's kind of why, why I've gone to the point where it's like, I don't, I don't, I forget if I've done it with you, but it's like, I'll do, Instead of like saying, okay, let's do 200 grams of chicken breast. Let's do just like 200 grams is just like a lean meat or something. Yeah, yeah. And so it just gives people just a little bit of space. Yeah. I mean, what's the difference between yeah, it's not like a chicken breast and like getting a lean piece of cod? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's not everybody's a psychopath like me and could eat the same thing every day, all day long. Yeah. yeah. Some people need that flexibility. Yeah. And I think I do at certain points, but not when I'm like in like yeah. grind mode. Like yeah. I'm going to look fire i'm not trying to power and grab 24 7 baby yeah <laughs> i i will use that concept of like kind of trying to match your, your match your meal so you're not super off yeah. for like occasionally my mom will want to go to lunch or i'll right. have a coworker that'll invite me to lunch and especially not in season like it not during a prep like it's just so much easier to not you gotta live your life yeah. a little bit. And I will yeah. say, to be on to be fair, the last couple times I have eaten at a restaurant, I've gotten super sick. <laughs> and so I've actually started bringing my own food I love to that. the restaurant. <laughs> and I just tell people, and truly it is, it's 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 allergies. Like I'm just not yeah. and I'm just not used to eating food from restaurants anymore. Yeah. Because to be honest, like for a while there, Alex and I weren't going on very many date nights. If we were, it was sushi. So it's very basic right. as far as like what ingredients are. Um, and so I just got to the point, like, for example, one of them was a restaurant that's downtown that's like Mediterranean bowls. And I'm like, oh, that's super healthy. Like th- this girl wanted to go there and she picked it. And I looked at the menu and I was like, yeah, I can make that work. 
we walked there, ate, walked back. And by the time we had walked back, I was like throwing up in the bathroom because my stomach hurt so bad. Like it was, and it was just gross, right? Like I just feel gross the rest of the day. I had to go work out afterwards. I threw up multiple times during the workout. Like it's just, it did not go well. And I was like, you're just done. I would just so much rather feel better and just eat the food I brought. Yeah. And I think some of it's just, some of it's the allergies. And I think some of it's just truly the preservatives that are in some of that food yeah, no, in order sure. to make it safe to store and all that. So, And you don't know, like, what they're doing in the kitchen back there. Yeah. And you I know, think, or like, yeah. right, as far as, like, cross-contamination or, like, hey, there's this one ingredient that nobody read the label and it actually does have yeah. gluten or almonds or, or oil yeah, all or, over exactly. everything. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that's the other thing I've noticed. There's been a couple of times I've eaten places that I'm like, I it doesn't taste right. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you get steak or sushi wherever we go, but like sometimes I'll get a like a dish and there's just something about the sauce or whatever they put on it that I'm like, this is covered in oil. Like it's just. It's just a no go. Once it's you so like gross. cleanse your palate, like it's yeah, so hard to go, you back. go back. You can actually like really distinctly taste. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I can't even I remember think... where I was eating, but I remember having that feeling of like this is saturated in like cooking yeah. oil, and it's disgusting. <laughs> I remember I had a donut the other week, and I was like, "This is terrible." It's so you can just like feel how yeah that is yep. for you. I'm like, this is gross like how do people eat this like all the yeah yeah anyways that's my spiel um and so your history competing then you how many shows have you done four four yeah and so that's right three of them were with your with with diana the first two were on a meal plan third one was on a macro tracking yep and then alex was your coach for the last one in april and that was meal plan that was meal plan okay which which show was your favorite look um probably my second show okay i don't know why but how far apart was that first and second one six weeks oh okay so you probably just had an extra extra amount of time to get dialed in for that yeah second so show? i i remember i was so ignorant uh, my first show i ended and i just i did the rookie mistake ate everything whatever just felt like complete crap and i was like hey diana <laughs> <laughs> There's a show. <laughs> and I'd like and to I'd get like back on track. She's like, okay, start your meal plan back up tomorrow. So I feel like I had like a little bit of break and like it felt good yeah. going into it. And I had like five more weeks of a meal plan. And right. I, I feel like maybe that like probably the break maybe like give you gave me a little boost of like, yeah, I don't even know. But um, well, and you were already well dialed in for that first show. So then anything yeah, a week can throw off your progress quite a bit, but when yeah. you're already super depleted, it probably didn't make as big of an impact as five weeks of eating For like sure. that after the show. Yeah. So I just like after being a normal normal human for a week, I was like, "This sucks. I want to be a bodybuilder." <laughs> <laughs> I lied. This isn't just a one and done. <laughs> yeah. So yep, that one was yep six weeks after the first one, nice. and so those were all those two were before. 2020 those are those were in 2019 okay and then 2020 we did that one in denver and so for that one you didn't feel like you looked as good even though you had rolled like you yeah had some you had some time off between the second and third show what do you feel like change other than the maybe the meal plan versus macros what was there anything that really changed for you 
for that prep that made you feel like you weren't in your best? Or were you just expecting to look better by the third show? I was expecting to look better. I feel like I almost looked skinnier than than the last time. I feel like I needed more time to build more muscle. Time. And yeah, I just felt like I was little. And my- Do you remember what your calories were at? For that, like, in-between Dude. stage. I remember you killed yourself for that one. Yeah. I, I distinctly remember I distinctly that. remember you because I was dying for different reasons. And I just felt <laughs> so bad for you because you were, like, I was just, every day I saw you at the gym doing your cardio, I was like, damn, yeah. this girl is killing herself for the show. And I can barely keep food down because I'm dealing with Jardia. <laughs> it was hard. Um, You mean, like, the last couple weeks or... I just, I mean, like, your maintenance, because obviously you had, like, some time in between preps, so, like... I don't think you... I went higher than 1,900 okay. at any point, honestly. Do you feel like maybe that's why you didn't feel like you had as much muscle on you by the third show? Is yes. like, you just didn't have enough time to, I just like, didn't do anything yourself? different, yeah. and I don't know. I just felt like... Maybe your training wasn't as optimal either, as far as yeah. effort in that off-season? Off-season? Yeah. I just feel like I didn't... I didn't get any better, and I, I don't know. Maybe it could really just be the macros, because I feel like it's probably not. Because I watched you kill yourself on the stairmaster <laughs> regularly, so I feel like at some point, yeah. Unless you were just being that lenient on yourself throughout your like, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm pretty dialed in when I am, but I don't know. The meal plan that she gave me just seemed to work really well the first. Two times. Yeah. Did she explain why she changed it? Like, did she? She no. never really no, said, never "Hey, we're gonna it. try something different this time. I'm gonna give you a macro plan." No. Yeah. No. She just gave me macros and interesting. And I didn't what, ask questions. Was it me too? Do you know, like, if you were to compare the two, was it like the same macros for the meal plan kind of a thing? Um, I really don't know. Like to where you could just I use the old meal plan. The old meal plan, I think, was honestly less calories okay. for i want to say it was less calories for a longer extended time rather than like starting higher calories like she started me pretty low got it um for the whole i think i prepped for 16 weeks gotcha and for so, the third show or for the second i think for both of them but she started me higher calories whereas like the first prep felt like oh i'm just gonna cut you down early yeah yeah okay I was just curious because I yeah. know there was some. No, time you're off making me think. I, it feels like so long ago at this point. <laughs> really making her think. And so, that. I mean, you had three shows with a different coach. Like, what was the prep process like? I mean, granted, I know you also came from like a calorie building season right before this last show, too, just mm-hmm. like I did, where you were really focused on actually building up a calorie surplus so that you yeah. can actually have something to cut from. But like, as far as the prep process, like how did this last one compare to the other three? Is it harder? Was it the same? Was it just different because different approaches? Um, I would say it was easier in the sense of like Alex communicated really well in, yeah. and I'm not just like communication, up, but next infographic coming out. <laughs> but it was nice talking about like, communication a lot the last couple of days. I so know. it's really funny that you brought that up. <laughs> um, it was nice to just like know, like if I had a question, I could text them and or text you, I guess. Um, okay. Whereas, like, I mean, I could have texted her, but it was more like, "Hey, this is what you're doing for the week," and then I wouldn't really like talk to her a lot. And 
some of that could just be because she's just a coach that you hired, whereas right. like Alex, you knew before. Yeah, I know. So it was a little bit more <laughs> familiar. Yeah. And if you really couldn't get a hold of him, you'd just call me. Yeah, yeah, I'd be yeah. like, girl, I need your help. I can't find your husband. I got a question. Yeah. <laughs> um. Otherwise, she had me doing like calories I was burning versus calories I was eating, which okay. I feel like is kind of weird because you can't really track that. I mean, watches don't really. No. Yeah. I mean, you they give you an estimate, but not. Yeah. I've actually heard that. I've been listening a couple of the podcasts I've been listening to the girls on there have been talking about like oh i have my cardio right now is at um like 250 calories or 450 calorie burn and so if i can't get it all done in one session i'll yeah, like I've adjust it that. and do that and i was that's, that was so weird to me because i honestly that's the first time in all the years that i've been working out ever that i've ever heard people basing their cardio goal off calories burned yeah that was really weird to me yeah I agree with that. That is weird. That sounds ludicrous. <laughs> nope. Well, Never that's the thing for me is like I would much rather be like consistently like in that sense. I feel like it needs to be like 450 calories on the elliptical every time or like I don't feel like that should come with the option of like stairs versus elliptical because a the machine could estimate your calorie burn differently. That's so I'm it's saying. not super yeah. accurate. And two, I mean, the effort put out like. I mean, I would argue just that everybody probably burns calories a little bit differently. Yeah, uh, I mean that too. If you're bigger, you're going to burn a lot more calories just walking around. Yeah. Or B, it's like people are built differently. If you're right. built inefficiently to even walk around, like you're going to use yeah. more. It's, it, and I, I, I think, just think it's inefficient. Well, and I think right. too, it's it's harder to control the steady state or like a list versus an uh, high intensity, right? Because if I really don't want to do my cardio and I've got – 300 calories to burn i'm probably gonna burn through that shit pretty fast right and i've just changed it from a like i it's i turned it into high intensity basically because i didn't want to take an hour to do the treadmill walk right like instead i did sprints or i did running on the elliptical or stairs or you know like i did something and i attempted to make it super hard and super fast so that i didn't have to spend an hour doing it and I think at that point, then yeah. you get into the realm of, well, there is a difference between low, like low intensity versus high intensity, like, yeah, and they're like, prescribed for different reasons. Uh-huh. So I feel like yeah. you have to be, I, I guess I would probably only ever recommend that for somebody who is super disciplined. Like I would never take a new person and be like, okay, go do yeah. your 250 calories on whatever machine you want, however you want to do it. Like, I feel like there'd have to be very specific protocols around like, yeah. how that gets done. That's interesting that she had you track calories in versus out. Even though, yeah, it didn't really matter on the cardio. I will say that this last prep was definitely harder for me in the sense that I was the quote-unquote fattest (laughs) I've ever been to. (laughs) And And so for Alex, the fattest, we're not... Heftiest heifers on the block. Heftiest heifers on the block. (laughs) Yeah, like my first show, I want to say like, I was probably, yeah. 50, well, because you were 40, going to college. 50. I'm also and, really tall, yeah, mind I, you, but I just, <laughs> I had a lot to cut. So it was it was a struggle there at the end, and I wasn't as lean as I wanted to be, but that's my own fault for sure. <laughs> well, you were also coming out of two years of not competing either. Right, and just right. Kind of working out, but like, yeah. were you being pretty strict on your diet through those two years, or were you pretty no, much for no, I mean, like 
taking a break to figure out what I want to do next or? No, I, I wouldn't say I I was strict, but I definitely incorporated more like, I didn't have a coach for like, I don't even know, a a while. And it's hard, it's hard. I like to stay accountable. And so when there's no, yeah, when there's nobody checking in on you or that you have to check in with once a week, it's harder to, it's easier to justify that. Well, nobody's going to know if I have an extra dessert (laughs) it wasn't a free-for-all by any means but i definitely let myself do more and drink more and 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 be less socialized yeah for sure for sure so i mean i think i could have uh maybe been a little uh set up better going into yeah um coaching because i just didn't I didn't have the accountability. So you it wasn't a free-for-all, but I definitely right. would have been it was definitely a lot more better. Freedom than if you'd had yeah. a coach that was yeah. helping keep you on track. Yeah. No, I get For that. Sure. I understand that. That makes sense. Um, and so with that like overall experience, like was the prep more enjoyable for you because you did have more food throughout the process and maybe less cardio? And better communicate like as far as like the over like did you feel more successful at the end of it? knowing that you came from like your highest body weight and how to like, do you feel like it was a more positive experience than your other ones or does it just kind of blend in with the other three? I didn't like the way that I did at the show, like at all. I was not happy, but that's because I had to work so hard. But in overall, like if I was like a lifetime or a lifetime, a lifestyle client, I feel like, yeah, absolutely. I'd be, like happier with the process and everything that went down but those last couple of weeks were really hard just because i had a lot to lose and yeah yeah i would say overall it was good it, it felt good to you know get the weight off of me and be accomplished and get back sense. on stage because that was part of the reason right was right to like yeah try to get back into yeah the life of bodybuilding so overall i mean like the experience with alex is good like prep was good it was more so just my starting point wasn't where i needed it to be to feel accomplished at the show so yes that makes sense does that make sense yeah Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) i don't want alex to think i'm like banging on him because that prep wasn't the best for me no but i think in some ways we all start somewhere and in some ways you were starting over it felt like that 100 and when you start when you did your first show you weren't coming from your highest body weight or not at all I mean, you yeah. you may have had a less accountable diet and, you know, less time in the gym prior, but you were also coming straight off of being really active in college and just rehabbing an inj- injury and just, you know what I mean? Like your overall life state, your activity level yeah. throughout the day, you weren't sitting at a desk all day, you weren't, right? Like, yeah, you were on campus, starting. you were yeah. doing all these things. So you're, you were just, yeah, you were probably, what, like 10 weeks in? quote unquote, when you started your first prep compared to like your 10 weekend mark from this last prep. Yeah. 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 So just tack on another 10 weeks. She'll be golden. I think if I would have had maybe like another two months. Yeah. yeah. But well, did you start, did you cut her down pretty fast or did you gradual? I did the like same did thing gradual. Yeah. I should have, I should have started you guys both a little harder. Yeah. Just so it wasn't such a or at least spent another four miserable weeks. cut at the end. Yeah. I mean but... it, it was gonna have to be miserable. 
Either way, either in the front or the end. That's why I'm not like, that's why I'm not like, oh, it was miserable because Alex killed us. It was miserable because we had. Yeah, we were. We were great. (laughs) We were starting starting high. But look at you two now coming (laughs) out of it. Well, that was, that was, and like, kind of my thing of like the memorable moment and whatnot, like knowing that there is a better starting point, like setting yourself up of like not just completely falling off the edge after yeah. the show. It's exciting. Diet wise, so that you're like in a better state going forward is exciting. Yeah, you guys yeah. aren't even close to what you guys were last year. I know. G bless. This is not close. G bless. I know. It's really exciting. I was joking at the gym. I was like, you like my arm pump today? <laughs> I did legs. <laughs> yeah, we know. We do legs every <laughs> single time. He was like, no, I actually don't. It's really annoying. I was like, okay, sorry. <laughs> that's my that's my marker. No, I know I'm fat when I lose definition in my shoulders. <laughs> you still have amazing shoulders. Well, it's genetics, man. I don't know what to tell you. I haven't worked an upper body muscle in <sighs> other than You're talking putting about weights on the machine yeah. for like 16 weeks now. <laughs> What a problem to have. What a problem. If only I get my quads to grow. Yeah. Do you need some advice? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, you got some. Trace over Do you have some uh, questions for us? Oh, some just like yeah. questions, questions? Yeah. Is that all we got for Taven? I think so. Unless you want to talk about anything else. We're talking for like an hour. Yeah. Yeah, we've been talking a minute. Um. I mean, no. Do you have any questions? Do you have any questions for us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Put on the spot. Put me on the spot. I don't think I do, but I could probably think of one in the time that you find your questions. Hold on. Um, Well, I am very impressed with how you handled this prep and just everything so far. Thank you. I I know you really hate on yourself a lot. Don't we all? Don't we all? Yeah. Especially the female variety. <laughs> you guys like to bring me into that hate and tell me how fat <laughs> you guys are <laughs> all the time. No, I think. Yeah. I feel like we're getting better. We're getting better. Yeah. I also think it takes a lot of time it takes to retrain time. your brain. Yeah. For And you and I were even talking about this earlier of just like the scale is not the true defining factor of healthy or skinny. I mean, there's so many other factors. There's bone density, the weight of your organs. Everybody's organs are different sizes, regardless of your height, your general muscular density, whether it's like, like some people have bird bones where they're like super hollow. So they weigh like a penny. I know. Yeah. And it's really freaking annoying. I was going to say not one of those they can, they can even be like the most like physically structured, like very broad, like bone structure and their bones weigh like a minuscule amount of somebody who's a little bit more shorter and stocky. Like it just, it's so different. And our society has trained us so well into thinking that your weight is your health determination. Yeah. Or just even like your status of slim, slender, skinny, fat, like all of that. And so it takes so much time to really retrain yourself that a, the scale is not the determining factor and there's muscle weighs more than fat. That's what I've been telling myself this whole time of like your body weight increase after the show. Yes, some of it was body fat. And yes, some of that is good. But like 
the gain of muscle, like one pound of muscle is going to look so much different on your frame than a pound of body fat. So then you multiply that 10 pounds of muscle on somebody's frame is going to look so much different than 10 pounds of fat. And so, I mean, in that sense, your, your body's going to change a lot with more muscle. Whereas like 50 pounds of fat could look the same as 10 pounds of muscle as far as your overall size. And so I think it's just hard. And that's why we talk about it a lot is because we need somebody else to assure us like, no, you're not crazy. The scale does not determine your worth, does not determine your status, your health, any of that. Yes, it can be a like marker that we monitor to make sure that things aren't like going haywire. But for example, earlier this week, I was 167 pounds. It's the heaviest I have been since prep. And I was like, huh, that's really weird. Two days later, I was 162, and it's because I have a ton of inflammation from sitting all day, and it, I honestly expected my weight to go up after working that bar shift the other night because I was on my feet all day. I'm like, I'm going to be so swollen tomorrow. I'm going to retain so much water. That's when I dropped my – I dropped five pounds overnight simply because I was just being more active. Yeah. And so that was crazy to me, right? Like, it didn't change – I don't feel like my check-in pictures were any better, any worse. Yeah. But just, like, that mental thing of, like, hey. I'm I'm letting go of the scale. I think right now I need to get over the idea that my stomach needs to be flat at all times. Retweet. <laughs> <laughs> Women have wombs and it's okay. Women have wombs. I they love do. that. And it's okay. And it doesn't need to be flat because that's not how our bodies were made. Yeah. On stage, for sure. Should I be practicing the, the stomach control and my transverse abdominus and pulling all that in? Yeah, I should be practicing that, but I shouldn't have the expectation that it's supposed to be flat 24-7. Yeah. Competing is a whole different animal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But again, you guys are doing awesome. <sighs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Right. Amy blush. All right. We only got two this week. Only two. Because Taven didn't give us like four. Because oh. Taven didn't answer any. Or didn't. Yeah, what are your questions? Yeah, for myself? Or yeah, you don't have to four say now, Right on the spot. Well, we didn't actually tell anyone that we had a guest unless they listened to the podcast. Oh, so yeah. it wasn't specific for you. Did you have any questions you were going to ask? That I was going to ask? Yeah. Like us, if you weren't a guest. Honestly, I, I think on them, so okay. I, I'd have to... Um, That's fine. Are you mad? No. I was going to say I'll have a lot for next time. Not at next all. Time. We, I went on several tangents that took most I of the time it, to talk. So no, it's it was fine. great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thoughts on supplementing greens? Like a greens powder, what do you guys think? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I've never done it, so I don't know if it really <laughs> makes... I feel like macronutrients are definitely important if that's what it's giving you, but I don't think it's necessarily necessary that's my two cents what do you uh, think alex that's what's morgan's first um for me personally no because i'm allergic to a lot of vegetables <laughs> um including spinach i'm like severely allergic to spinach and it's a superfood that they put in every single greens powder so every time so i have a greens yeah every time i have a greens powder i literally get so sick like within within minutes because it's always in liquid right so within like minutes of it hitting my digestion system it is all coming out oh, the same Morgan. way it went down Morgan, Morgan. Oh, what are we Morgan. gonna do with you <laughs> I, know. I now can't do pre-workout anymore either like i've been getting sick from pre-workout i've just been it's been a mess so so you're a no i'm a no i think if you're somebody who 
just cannot fathom the idea of eating a vegetable and your blood work shows that you need some of the micronutrients that are provided by veg- fruits and vegetables. Did I say macro? I meant micro. You did, My but bad. it's okay. It's did okay. everybody get that? Okay. Micro. <laughs> I'm smart. Yeah, I think if it's if it if you like the way it tastes and it works for you, I think there's nothing wrong with getting those. If your body doesn't need them, it'll just flush it out anyways. So in that sense, I don't think it's imperative. I don't think it'll change your success. For some people, it probably is a waste of money and a way for somebody to sell you a product that you don't actually need. But I think if you're concerned about it or you just absolutely don't like fruits and vegetables and you want a way to supplement that, then I think it's great. But you have to like the way it tastes and it has to be somewhat beneficial for you or otherwise yeah. it's a waste of money. What are my thoughts? Yeah, what are your thoughts? Um, if you're deficient in certain micronutrients, I think that's a good way to get them in without having to... Take um, a bunch of pills. Yeah. No, without having to eat a bunch of vegetables and stuff. Um, yeah. Because at, at a certain point, especially if you are feeling yourself properly, trying to get in as like a bunch of vegetables sometimes it's just hard to do yeah so kind of like what i talk about if you can't handle like your macronutrient portion so like when people just eat salads versus like oh maybe i should actually have some carbs before i go work out like yeah if you if you can't handle getting in enough protein fats and carbs then i think that should kind of be your first priority so Mm -hmm. then if yeah. supplementing like a greens powder is easy like sure dude like i mean go ahead as it's your money Right. And like, I think it's it's, not going to hurt you. I think it's helpful. Like if you were in a prep and you know, you don't really get to have fruit because of the sugar intake, right? Like once your food starts getting low and you feel like you need it, I think it's, it would be a great option for people, but until I take it out because it has calories. Well, yeah, I mean, it does have (laughs) calories and at, at some point you do need to minimize that. But in that situation, I would almost prefer to just eat vegetables because then I at least get the satiation from, yeah eating the fiber. Um, but I also know that like high vegetable with a lot of your, like if you're getting in all your macronutrients and then you start trying to get in a bunch of vegetables, like you're going to have a bad time. It's going to be, you're going to be bloated. Especially if you're trying to add size. Yeah. And I just, I vegetables in particular, I've heard a lot of people, especially competitors that are like, man, they just fuck up my stomach yeah, yeah. like i just mm. get bloated i get gassy and it makes sense because they're high fiber they're not meant for true digestion like they're meant for the micronutrients they provide and to help clean out your system like that's the point yeah. of eating vegetables they're not super nutrient dense as far as like your macronutrients and you're gonna get like your body's gonna break it down and use every part of it it's literally for the micro tiny bit of like nutrients that comes out of it and then the rest leaves your body relatively intact. Mm-hmm. So it's going to make you feel full because it doesn't digest. It's going to make you feel bloated and gassy because it doesn't digest. Like that just, that's just yeah. something for me. But so greens powder, if you're not having any vegetables, probably a good idea. <laughs> My first coach had me do, um, Riced broccoli, if you guys haven't heard of that. Yep. It's yeah. like basically like I threw yep. it in a blender. We do rice cauliflower yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Too, yeah, so if like you really are like struggling with like bloating and stuff, that helped me a lot. Yeah, because so. it's already – yeah, I noticed when I yeah. do eat vegetables, if I can either cook it or have it like smaller, yeah. like already really cut up and dissected that way, it's a lot easier to digest yeah. than just, just eating like a whole, whole like stick of broccoli. Branch and, in your yeah. mouth. 
<laughs> That's interesting. She went with broccoli. Yeah, it was yeah. interesting. It was terrible. <laughs> Have you had the rice cauliflower? Uh, it's pretty tasteless, but it has like a texture of like rice once it's cooked. Is it like the big bags at Costco? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had that before. I used to season it and like, yeah, yeah, yeah I used to eat that all the time. I just mean from like a bloating perspective because yeah, yeah. broth is really bad for that, for that sort of yeah. stuff. Do you think it helps that, do you think it helps if it's cut up like that, like diced and like riced like that? I don't, I don't. Because she put it in a blender, right? Did you take the riced broccoli and put it in the blender or you took the broccoli and made it? With the blend. So I would like cut off the tops. Oh, and then so it was like regular raw broccoli. Yeah. That you were then creating yeah. like a riced version or super cut up. It was really interesting. That is tasty. But <laughs> I don't know. I feel, I feel like that's, you can make the same argument. Could you digest pizza if you threw it in the blender better? Yeah. Pro- no. <laughs> <laughs> would you like the way it tastes? <laughs> I mean, so, anything I, you saying, put in your I think it's interesting. Well, if you think about it, though, like, something that the reason I'm very against, like, smoothies is because the whole point of eating fruit is for the fiber and the nutrients. Well, they've done research that shows if you blend your fruit into a smoothie and you drink it, your body, because there's no fiber to break down, your body recognizes that as sugar. And just digests it as sugar and doesn't break it down because there's nothing to break down, Right. And so then it cre- it changes the way your body digests it. So it changes the way the nutrients are absorbed. That's such a bummer. Do you do Love smoothies? smoothies? I'm sorry. I haven't recently, but I'm yeah, sorry. This is news to me. Yeah, so. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, in my opinion, it'd be much better to make like a little mm. bowl of fruit. And like, if you have, if you were trying to make like a protein smoothie or something, yeah, to like mix up the protein with a little bit of water Greek and create yogurt. more of like, or yeah, with Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt. And do like something like that and then put the whole fruit in it. Yeah. And just eat it that way. That would be a better way to mix it up. It's going in the cookbook. Yes. Thank you, Morgan. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah. I'm very anti-smoothie, but it's because they, I mean, it basically digests the same way as a milkshake does. Good to know. Sorry. Smoothies are a conspiracy by what big big fruit to <laughs> um, no my doctor is to basically like make you fatter so you keep coming to see them <laughs> like that <laughs> okay right. I'm I'm big against like regular like conventional no this is an anti smoothie household <laughs> no I'm more <laughs> against like conventional doctors who want to fix everything with a prescription instead of first exploring hormone levels and diet and exercise like yes I they agree. just want you back in their office so they can collect the insurance your copay and whatever kickback they get from the prescriptions they subscribe to if you're coming at us with medication and smoothies we're not gonna fuck <laughs> Try somewhere else. <laughs> Depends on the medication, but like show me some blood work first. <laughs> Do you know how many prescriptions I've gotten without blood work? Yeah, how many that doesn't did they me. give you with those? <laughs> <laughs> My God. All right, thoughts on training heavy for low reps versus lighter for more reps. That, uh, in what context? Um. What was the first part of the question? Difference or thoughts? thoughts? Maybe as far as like what the purpose behind like a high rep, high weight, low rep, low weight, high Mm -hmm. rep situation would be used for. I mean, generally, if you're going to train heavier for low reps, it's going to be more for your strength stuff versus like load versus. No, no, that's the wrong term. Yep. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, your low rep stuff, I think anywhere up to, I think it's six reps based on Brad Schoenfield's literature. Um, it's kind of more for your strength stuff and anything between like six and 30 is going to be more for your hypertrophy work. Yeah. Taking a failure. So, I mean, kind of depends what you're trying to do. Um, technically, if you equate volume across the board, you can train pretty heavy for low reps. But, I mean, doing 10 sets of, like, a heavy deadlift sucks. Sucks. So, just sucks. Yeah. That's going to take a lot of time, too, you know. Yeah. Dude, yeah. That's your whole workout. I mean, you're there for two hours just for that. You got to have time to recover in between each. Yeah, the, the, to take a heavy single of something, like, pretty close to failure, like, that's that's pretty taxing, and it's also pretty, like, time-consuming, so I just, I don't know. I, Your thoughts would be that it's very goal-based, like, which well, whichever the, one you use is going to be based off whatever your goal is. Everything I'd say is context-based, yes. Yeah. Depends. So, <laughs> yes. It depends. If you guys had to choose, oh, if you guys had to choose like a heavy set of like one to five versus like a set of ten to fifteen, what would you guys want to do? I feel like it really depends on the exercise. exercise. <laughs> I was just about to say, like, that. if it was squats, I'd say give me five tops. Thanks. It's <laughs> <Those are> so <laughs> hard for me personally, but. I for me it is a little bit dependent on exercise, but like deadlift. Let's just go deadlift. No, I'll, I'll answer it in both forms. So <laughs> I'll wrong. No. <laughs> um, I think for me particularly, like my body, I prefer the higher reps because I feel at the end of the workout that I accomplished more. So for me, it's a little bit more mental. Like I'm not as weight focused as I used to be. Like I haven't ego lifted in quite a while. And so for me, I would much rather know that I killed four, sometimes 10 sets of <laughs> something at like a high rep because I just feel like I did more. Yeah. Whereas like when I do a set of deadlifts, like, yeah, I got a shit ton of weight off the ground and I like I exerted a ton of energy in that moment, but over the course of being at the gym for however long, like I don't feel like I did much. Yeah, I would agree. With what that. about ten sets of a heavy deadlift? Well, we both know that I'm never going to do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> but what if the deadlift <laughs> exercise? Totally <laughs> at this point. No, I think honestly, I like I don't know, like. I guess it kind of just depends. I, I struggle mentally. with Someone had a gun to max head. You had to either do a set of deadlifts for five reps to failure or a set of hack squats for 15 to failure. I would take the hack squats. Okay. <laughs> Mostly because with my, given the fact that most, not most, all of my lifts are lower body and I have a prosthetic hip, I personally mentally feel so much more comfortable with a lighter weight and heavier reps because I don't have any fear about being crushed by the weight. I'd say that's a good answer. We, we got to the bottom of it, guys. Yeah. We had to dig. <laughs> like I was, I'm, I have, I guess I have more faith in my capabilities to lift a lighter, a little bit lighter weight for more reps than I have to try to hit a target with a heavier weight where I'm like, fuck, this is heavy. Yeah. 
And so a lot of that's my own mental barrier. It really has nothing to do with physicality and more along the lines of like, when I get on those heavy weights, my, for certain exercises like deadlift and like leg press, my brain goes, the fuck are you going to do if your hip gives out? And I'm like, okay, well, we just need to get off for a second and like Mm -hmm. get that thought out of my brain because the more I think about it, the more likely it is to happen or like watching the like if anyone ever sends me a video of like somebody's knee blowing out on something i just lose it because i'm like now it's all i'm gonna be able to think about when i get under heavy well, weight is like a knee <laughs> oh, thanks dude i was gonna go train quads today, <laughs> no more you just shoulders shut up <sighs> <sighs> yeah what about you if you had to pick i feel they like... have a gun to jake's head <laughs> oh gosh so she's going to pick cardio as <laughs> an option. Uh, Jake, you can get out of that, right? <laughs> He'll joke his way out. It'll be fine. <laughs> He'll be like, hold on. Listen. <laughs> Just listen, listen to this this isn't going to work out for you because she's already really mean to me. So, like, anything uh-huh. you do to me is not going to be fine. We're just kidding, Jake. We love you. <laughs> I think I would probably say the same thing mentally. It would be easier to do the higher rep, but something about the 10 to 15, when you're like starting at one to 10 or whatever, you're like, this is pretty okay. And then you get to those hard blast, however many to failure. It's like, that's mentally like stimulating for sure. Mm-hmm. I like that versus yeah. like, like oh, you, this slow, is- you feel the burn slowly build and then you're yeah. like, fuck, this got hard. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so like, I feel like with the lower ranges, you're just kind of like exerting so much at once for every single rep. I also so. feel like my progress is more encouraging on yeah. the higher rep stuff because, hey, I got like three more reps with 25 extra pounds for versus sure. like the next time I go up on my heavy, I'm like, Great, I put fives on. Yeah, yeah. And I got half a rep more. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just feels like I actually made progress when I, like, increase my weights off a, on a hypertrophy-type situation. Yeah. Although I will say 20 squats in a row is not my... That is just cardio at that yeah. point. <laughs> it feels... Yeah, it's crazy. But, yeah. Did you answer this, Art? I don't think so. Um, if I had a preference... Depends on the list. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, somebody's got a gun to max it. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I'll do both of them, all right? <laughs> Wait, somebody has a gun to your head. You can't make memes until you... <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Shit. Never <laughs> again. You gotta answer this gun to your computer. That was sarcasm. <laughs> You're gonna sew your lips shut if you don't answer uh, this question. <laughs> well... I would say, I would say, ah, fuck. It's a hard question. It, it is a hard question. Um, I, I will probably just say 10 to 15 as well, just because that's just kind of the realm I live in. Aside from like one, I do like one heavy set, like nowadays a week. Like that's fun. It, it really is fun. Cause it's kind of just like a change to what you normally do, but like well, for you to be able to be locked in for like, all of those reps versus the smaller amount. I don't know. That's, I think it requires a little, I don't want to say more effort, but more focus. Yeah. I mean, for you, for you to take all of those to where you want to, like, I I like that part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is very different from football for you because football, you did everything was very like one rep, five rep, 
max type situation. So it was all very strength and power and explosiveness yeah. oriented. Yeah. And see, I'm not explosive. So no, I... you're not. <laughs> but you can dance. And but pose. she can dance. I mean, I'm sassy, but I like, yeah. if you wanted me to like explosive movements, that is not how my muscles were designed. And if they were, they would just, I've never trained for that. Like, other than. If you're explosive, certain... you fall over. Well, in some of those <laughs> jumps or leaps, like for dance, yeah. There are moments where you need to be like explosive, but it's a very different concept of like a jump versus like having to like push the weight off, right? Like it's just different. Yeah. And so I I have a lot more endurance based muscles than I do like explosive power muscles. So hence why today I did three plates and 20 pounds on each side of a leg press calf raise because my damn calves don't seem to want to burn. I'm I'm calf raising more than I'm squatting. <laughs> it's a less range okay, of motion yeah. you gotta go. Yeah, no, it's yeah. fine. I even thought to myself, I'm like, I could probably one rep max this, and then I got I off. I feel anyways. like I could do <laughs> way more weight on calves too than a squat. Yeah, yeah, that seems pretty. Normal. Well, and also the range. I mean, my range was yeah. five to ten on calves, and I did go that for ten instead of like ten to ten to twenty on big girls calves. But, yeah, Alex wants me to have calves because I'm a cow, so I need calves. If you, if you're gonna be the cowgirl here, <laughs> you need big calves. It's fair. It's fair. Cool. Yeah, well, that's well, all. Well, this got. was a lot of fun. It was. I hope you enjoyed. Thank it. you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being so on special. our podcast. Our very first guest. Hey, yeah. hey, the OG T Money. Remember me when you're famous. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah. Um. This is something I hear on all the other podcasts when they have guests. Where would you like people to go find you if they oh yes absolutely? (laughs) So I'm in Alex's Instagram. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Occasionally showcased on a story. (laughs) Um, It's at Tave T A V E more M O R R, and that's really all that I have going is Instagram. I guess. Same. What other platforms? I guess that's it. Yeah. Same. Uh, not on not the same username, but same as far as <laughs> Instagram. You can also find Morgan there. Yes. You find me at mneal double underscore, I think yes. is my handle. And Alex and is Scroll through on Instagram. If you see a cow somewhere, it's probably there. Yes. <laughs> well, cool. Well, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for taking time out of your last couple of days here to Thank hang you. out with us. And now it's time for us to go eat some sushi. Woo! All right. Until next time, make it a good one. See you later.